Hour one is done. Here's hour two for you. Oh, this is exciting. I have a special guest out here in Las Vegas, just outside of Radio Row, sitting in our closet. Paul, yeah. normally in the bathroom, sitting in our closet. We have a special guest. We can't get any celebrities to come in our closet because every time I go out there and say, hey, follow me to the closet, they say no. But I do have a special guest filling in for Michael Connor for I don't know how long he's going to be in the bathroom now. Joe George sitting in with us right now. Joe, how are you doing? Good. Today? Should we start reading Michael Connor's direct messages oh, on Twitter? No. Oh, my God. I kind of want to, but no. I think that'd be an invasion of privacy. Yeah. And well, he just left it open. I know, but Spencer always talks about Michael oh, and I bad. having problems. Uh-oh. Get out. Go. Run. Everybody scatter. Everybody scatter. What did you guys fine. do? We didn't do anything. Nothing. Nothing. Everything is fine. But welcome back to Connor and Beard. Michael is back. He made it back from the bathroom. I wouldn't go in there for about 10 minutes. Did they already remove all of Paul's stuff from the bathroom? Like oh, yeah. Yeah, they yeah, removed yeah, it? Yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. There's no more. Uh, there's no more hair product. There's no more. Okay, that's good. Yeah, there's no more mascara in there. All the all his makeup's gone. Yeah, I nailed it, though. I nailed that. Did you? I was so excited. I, was, I what celebrated. Did, what did you and Joe talk about? Nothing. What you talk Definitely about? didn't talk about nothing. We didn't talk Andrew, about your computer at all. About? Andrew, don't. Andrew? They discussed potentially reading your DMs. They did not do oh, it, though. Want, I'll read you who my said, DMs. Who said no, though? Look, I'm, I'll read you my I'm DMs. The one There's who nothing said on no. here. I have one from my wife. My, it's yeah. my last one. It's She literally sends me deals for things that are <laughs> tweeted out. The next the next um, DM I have is from Lance Zerline, where I had tweeted him, or I sent him a tweet with um, with Lamar Jackson. I think it was Lamar Jackson. I'm pulling it up right now. Um, no, it was actually Ronald Acuna Jr. with uh, nail paint because he was talking about Jalen Green yeah. painting his nails. And I said, oh, look, an MVP paints his nails. Jalen about to bust out. And then, look, Jalen went on a good run. That, that, these are the DMs are the that D- I get. I, was hoping- I get a DM from, from my nephew yeah. with, with something. I've got DMs from people asking me to come on podcast. And then the next DMs are all the ones from the postseason where we sent the links to you guys to, oh yeah so there's nothing in my DMs. i was kind of hoping that your dms would be something like you dm'd your wife saying about to blow this bathroom apart no, I, no. just text her that yeah that's true my texts are on here you could have gone through my text oh see that uh, that, that i was Which I, there's not there's not even any like that's i thought they, that's what joe was talking about was like your text, my text messages I'm not, there. i would not go through your text messages there's nothing good on my text that messages. is a, that would be breaking trust and i would not break that trust you want to see you, the, you want to see what's on my text messages for no. my wife no, we play please. that stupid game that the kids started having us play in the summer because one of the nephews is obsessed with the key, with, with Kia Souls. And oh, we're on the road. Yeah. He would always yell out Kia Soul, Kia Soul. So we, every time we're in the car, we all yell Kia Soul. You've done that when we've been at the Our, decoy before. I know. And right now, all of my pictures in here are of Just Kia, Kia Souls Soul. to her. Like there used to be a period of time where we'd she would send. You know, I don't want to know pictures. Yeah, I don't want to know. And now it's Kia Souls. Yeah. That's what it is. That's that's more family friendly, I think. Yeah, it's way more family friendly. So I, I'm about as I am honestly about as boring as it gets. Yeah, I'm really sad because I did. You I, won't find anything incriminating on my computer. I did want to have a Phil Foden conversation with Andrew while you're out, but I guess well, Phil Foden hat trick yesterday. He's got for a Man bad City. haircut and he plays for a team that you're uh, actually was, not a fan. He was of. That's uh, he was beautiful, and on that on the last one, Holland actually was with the assist. It was awesome. You didn't. I did watch it. My wife recorded it for me. I absolutely watched it. Hmm. What's the final score, Josh? Three one. 
Okay. Just want to make sure. Sure it, was, it was it was it was one nil. Then Foden tied it up, and then he went he went on a freaking crazy crazy couple of goals after that. Good to know. There's your there's your there's premier, my Phil Foden. Talk. There's your Premier Thank League you. talk of the Appreciate day. Appreciate it. I don't know who the hell Chelsea's going to lose to this week, or who the hell they're Somebody. playing. I'm at the point where I don't care. That's that's part of the season that I've hit. Uh, it's Super Tuesday, guys. Super. I can't. That was the worst. Do one it again. Do it again. Do it again. Super Tuesday. Yep. Nope, that doesn't sound right either. It does. I like it a lot. Mm. Um, the oh, Chelsea plays tomorrow against Aston Villa again. That's that's we're losing the FA Cup finally in the fourth round when we should have won the other day. So it is what it is. Um, the super question of the day, guys. Very generic. Very. Let's do first take on Connor and Beard of us. Okay. What would the what would another Super Bowl win mean for the legacies of Patrick oh. Mahomes and Andy Reid? Uh, Patrick Mahomes, of course, was asked about it on Super Bowl opening night last night, yeah. and uh, well, he was like seven Super Bowl, seven Super Bowls way far away. That's what he sounded. That's what he said. Last Sire night. pitch. It's guy. It's like a mixture between yeah. Kermit the Frog and Ed Orgeron. I think mine's too Ed Orgeron. Yeah, it's definitely way more Ed Orgeron. You got to mix some. Ah, I tell you, no. <laughs> Not good. I don't have a Patrick Mahomes. Uh, in me. We'll work. We'll workshop it. I think we'll work you could probably it. do it, not me. Uh, but in all seriousness, what would it mean to the legacies of these two? It'd be Super Bowl number three for them, and of course, three of them in what four years? Yeah, yeah. They've been to four. They, they've been to four and five. He's been to uh, yes, four, four and five. And this would he's, be three out of the last four. They've because he made it to six. He's made it to the six straight AFC Championship yeah. games. And he's made it to four and five. Uh, honestly. We've talked so much about Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, and and I think a lot of the conversation around them, at least a few years ago, whenever the and whenever uh, Tom Brady was looking at leaving New England and going to Tampa Bay, and then is he going to retire, whatever, a lot of the conversation surrounding them is like this will never be repeated, or if it's going to be repeated, it's it's going to take forever for this to happen. But if if the Chiefs win another Super Bowl, then I'm like, oh oh no, never mind. Maybe maybe we were way closer to a repeat of Bill Belichick and Tom Brady than we thought with Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. I mean, Andy Reid has such a long track record of success as a coach in the NFL. And this is the 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 craziest thing to me is it's not even like the Chiefs were just uber dominant all year. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why we talked about them as being frauds. And they look like crap compared yeah, to other versions of them. Until, offense. They, until their defense gotten, looked good. Yeah, until they got to, well, they even got even better defensively once the playoffs got around. Right. But think about some of those years with the Patriots where like usually the offense and the defense were really, really great because you got Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick calling the defenses. So usually both were great, but there were years that the the Patriots offense, yeah, Tom Brady was awesome, but didn't always have like the best weapons there. He had some good weapons, but not great weapons. They found a, they found a way to win Super Bowls anyway because the defense would step up, and that's what this season feels like for the Chiefs, where it's like the defense was good enough for them to get them to where they needed to be, and then you get to the playoffs, and all of a sudden Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes turn back into Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes, and and a big another big part for their offense is Rasheed Rice, like going from really nice rookie season to. A guy who is who is one of the main targets outside of Travis Kelsey, and he is he's one of the main targets that's actually doing stuff. So, I I, I think that if they win another Super Bowl, I will definitely be at the point of I'll never bet against Kansas City ever again, no matter what. Yeah, even if their offense looks like crap, 
But you're talk. I would be talking about Patrick. Well, we Mahomes say look like crap, and then last week against Baltimore. I well, mean, in he, the regular season, yeah, he cut him apart. In the, yeah, he cut Baltimore apart. I mean, small stuff, but like he just he diced him up. I all guess game long, and that's an elite defense. And I don't understand this overall thought. Right there's there are so many people. Now I know some of the money's coming in on Kansas City, but the line is going in the 49ers way. Yeah, there are so many people that are picking the 49ers, and I'm like, why? I'm not betting against I, Kansas City. I, I just. I'm at the point where Patrick Mahomes is just that much better than everybody yep. else. And for his leg, to me, for his legacy, I know that they talked about the Brady thing last night. You win this one, he's going to be one of five quarterbacks that has three or more. That's it. Um, he's on. I, you can't predict seven of them, right? But but he's, he's on close. his way to challenging yeah. Tom Brady for actually being the greatest quarterback to ever play the game. The way that his stats have gone, and if he continues on this path, I'm going to be shocked if he doesn't go to multiple Super Bowls the rest of his career. He's going to win. At least five, I'd imagine. I mean, he might he might already be there in his career now. I've had these discussions. He's not with better people. than Brady yet. No, 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 no. No, he's not better than Brady, and I don't know that he'll ever be better than Brady. But I, I think he might already be at this point in his career now. But if he wins another one, for sure, like he's a first ballot Hall of Famer, right? Yeah, he already yeah, is. Yeah, and and so if he, he can walk away today, and he already it, is. I think if he wins another Super Bowl, he's he goes up there with. I mean, Tom Brady would be above him. Who else would be above him? For I mean, quarterbacks. the quarterbacks, they have super, more Super Bowls than him. Right now, Troy Aikman has three. Yeah, I'd, uh, I'd pick Patrick He'd Mahomes be over him. Yeah. Yeah. Joe Montana and Terry Bradshaw both have four. And I think Brady I'd put has it, seven. I'd put him, I would put him up in the same realm as, as the Joe Montana. If he wins another one with the amount of production that he's had so far in his career and will continue to get, I'd put him up there with Montana. I'd put him up there with Peyton Manning. I'd put him up there with all sorts, all sorts of quarterbacks with names like that because of how productive he's been. Uh, Bryant C on the YouTube on the YouTube chat says um, the the era of Brady was against Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Mahomes era is against average quarterbacks. That's not fair. fair or unfair. It's, I think that's very unfair. unfair. Uh, there are Hall of There are future Hall of Fame quarterbacks yes. littered across the AFC. We're looking at it right now. Yeah. I mean, I think the there's AFC, a long way for these guys. It's you. You get caught up in this that. Oh, you wouldn't play against Hall of Fame quarterbacks. They're all young. Right. In the AFC, you've got Mahomes. You've got Burrow. You've got Herbert. You've got C.J. Stroud. Now, you've got Lamar, Lamar Jackson. They're all still in their 20s. They're mid-20s. Like, they have a long way to go. And then guess what? In five years, you'll be looking at all of them and going, yeah, these guys are Hall of Famers. Yeah. That's not even mentioning anybody in the NFC so far. You look at the and, – and, again, this might just be recency biased a little bit. But you look at the era of Tom Brady, there were great quarterbacks, but they weren't all just in the one conference, right? They were kind of scattered across the NFC and the AFC. And there were great names out there. You got, you've got... I mean, the, how many Hall of Fame quarterbacks did Brady play against? Well, Brees, Pey- Peyton Manning, Drew Brees. Rivers. Philip Rivers. Rivers getting in? Uh, yeah. Maybe. What it, He's got stats. Matt Stafford probably gets in at some Stafford point, too. Stafford is getting in, I think. So they're like, but, but again, Stafford... Eli's going to get in, but he shouldn't. Um... There's a who I'm forgetting a very obvious Eli's going to get in just because obvious. of the wins. Drew Brees, did we say Drew Brees? Yeah, we said Drew Brees. We said Drew Brees, okay. But again, Bree, Brees Rogers. and Sta- Rogers. Rogers. Yep, I mean, that's but another. like it's probably about the same number. Yeah, that's but, completely unfair. But the difference, the difference now is Brees, Rogers, and Stafford were all in the NFC. Yeah, they're all in a completely a, a completely different conference. So it's not like Brady had to play around all that talent just in the same conference every single year. Patrick Mahomes is playing a similar level of talent at, at quarterback that's spread across the league, but they're almost all in the AFC. Outside a couple of guys. So I think that's unfair. Patrick Mahomes, at this point right now, is a first ballot Hall of Famer and is going to go down as one of the greatest, like probably top 10 quarterback. I think if he wins another Super Bowl and continues to be productive in the way Patrick Mahomes has been productive, he's going to end up as one of easily one of the top five quarterbacks of all time. What does it mean for Andy Reid? 
I think he goes down as one of the, uh, one of the best coaches of all time, one of the top five coach head coach of all time. I think he's at worst what third, probably or maybe I mean, fourth. Who would we put about Bill Belichick's number one? Don right. Shula, Bill Belichick, yeah, Andy Reid. He's got what about Tom Landry? How many Super Bowls did Landry win? Two. Okay, well this would be this would be Reid's third. He's got 258 wins. He's got a career winning percentage of 640. I mean, and, and then his playoff record 25 and 16 lifetime. He's been to what five he's been to he's been to four Super Bowls. Yeah. Now and then he went to the other one. He's been to five Super Bowls total. Yeah, uh Tom Landry's won two Super Bowls, coach of the year one time, yeah, and I then think, a whole bunch I think, of other stuff. I think I think Andy Reid's the third, at worst, the third best coach ever. Uh, Tom Landry is a veteran, so I'm putting him above Andy Reid. Andy Reid can be fourth. Andy Reid is Andy Reid once did the uh, kick, punt, and pass in Utah. Oh, you know TV what? He was nine feet bigger than every other kid. He gets a he gets ahead for me. For Andy Reid also got roasted after he took that picture in shorts. Whenever he took the picture with all the other head coaches in the off season, and he was wearing like a, a Hawaiian shirt, shirt and shorts, shorts like he does every year. And people made fun of his legs for looking like silly putty. So I'll put him above Tom Landry because he had to deal with that. Two fifty eight, one forty four, and one is his all time record. Wild. And his record, he was great in Philadelphia. Great, one thirty and ninety three in Philadelphia. He only missed the playoffs four times. And Kansas City, he's never had a losing season. Did miss the playoffs his second year at nine and seven, and he's one twenty eight and fifty one there. What is his record again? Overall, yeah, two fifty eight, one forty four and one. Two fifty eight, one forty four in his postseason record. Uh, twenty five and sixteen. Yeah, he, I mean, he got I, that. His head coaching record goes above Tom Landry. Tom Landry's two fifty, one sixty two and six with a postseason record of twenty and sixteen. Better than Tom. So Landry. I, yeah, I mean, number three. It's crazy. That's that's nuts. So that's their legacy. They they are two of the greatest to ever do it. Top five to ever do it at and their if, spots. If Reed doesn't hang it up for another, I mean, there's a lot. There's an article today saying from people that are around him like he's not retired. Why would he? Like, I, why would he retire? If he keeps going and wins a couple more Super Bowls, he's gonna be in the mix with all those other guys. I mean, look, those other guys. Or Belichick's got what six? That's that's a big difference. Yeah. But still, like he could reel off a couple more. Yeah. So, and can, there's there's your super super Tuesday. I, try, I tried. Question I can't even finish the, the word. Day. Speaking of questions of the day, it's time for your Astros question of the day. That's next here on Connor and Beard. ESPN 97.5 on YouTube. Dog show. God, God loves, loves a terrier. is teaching Connor how to use all of the technical advances in the Veritex Community Bank Studios, like how to close the door and stuff. It's Connor and Beard. I think I've decided that you make it fun of me for not being able to open the door, which I can't do. It's better to call me a chode. But it's pretty cool. Yeah. You know how to open the door. It's both of us a chode. Yeah, I do know how to Was open he calling door. both of us? Yeah, he called us those chodes. No, 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 no. He said he those chodes. He said these two chodes. He could have been talking about you and Andrew. He could have been talking about the alliance because y'all made him the alliance. The he alliance could have been talking about the alliance. As good as it gets. I actually, now that I think about it a little bit more, I think he was talking about you and Andrew. You can just go ahead and try and turn it into whatever you want, Josh. I've, I what I can turn it into that. I'm not trying to separate you two. In, in fact, if anything, it should galvanize the two of you together. We don't need to be galvanized. We're always together. Well, that, that's bad. That's bad team mentality. If y'all are truly an alliance, anything to galvanize yourself, you should use. Josh, we, we are. There's nothing that we need. We don't need motivation. We don't need anything. We're, okay, all we're right, good to go. I will remember that the next time Chelsea and Arsenal play. I, I didn't do anything. Like we, did, we didn't. Tra- we didn't even trash talk. Y'all, hate, each y'all other. hated each other. 
Yeah, I had a bet and everything. It was awful. It was a bet. That was it. Yeah. Which we're going to let it ride on the next one. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, are you just going to let it? Because Andrew was like, we should just let this ride on the next one. I was like, I'll get you your two burgers. And now it's going to be. It's going to end up being three burgers. You're going to buy me burger chain, but by the time this is over, Michael, screw the burgers. You're going to buy the whole damn restaurant. Are you guys? He's going to walk downstairs and be like, Are you guys selling or? Are you available to be bought? Because I'm in debt, like big time, for a bet, and I got to buy this place out. Hey, uh, it's time for our Astros question of the day, guys. Now, I I, I didn't. Uh, this isn't necessarily a question today, uh, because I figured, you know what? Um, there's there's nothing really pressing on my mind today, so I just wanted to do some prop bets. And now I could go get the numbers from other places. I didn't want to use their numbers. I decided to use my. It's Michael's sports book on this one. Michael's sports book has set the prop bets for over unders on Astros players home runs this season, and I'm going to give them to you now. We're going to start off. Actually, you know what? I'll start from the bottom and I'll go all the way to the top. We're going to go Yiner Diaz number one. 24 and a half home runs for Yiner cool. Diaz in 2023. What would you take? Um, I'm going to take the... I'll give you their numbers on what they did Man. last season. Yiner Diaz hit 23 in 104 games. I'm going to take the over. I, I was already feeling the over, but that solidifies it. I'm going to take the over. Okay. I don't think it's a bad play by any means. I think no. I'd take the over on that number as well. Just more opportunities. You've talked about it a lot, but the power that he has, I think 24 and a half, that's a, it feels like Hit a lot. Hit 23 and 355 I at bats. I, I'm, I'm definitely taking the over. This guy's going to be nuts this year. He's going to get a minimum, I would think, 450 at bats this season probably. You have to default into just playing as much as he should play. You which think be, he hits 30? Yeah. I do. I think so, too. I think he'll I hear, hover he, right around that 30 number. He has the kind of power in his bat to lead the team in home runs in a season. Yes. Like, legit. Has that kind of power. Which, that's exciting. I mean, if they get that kind of production out of him, that's going to be so gorgeous oh, to watch. be great. Andrew, would you take the over or the under on Yiner? I would take the over. Just the increased opportunities, the amount of power that he has. Maybe the rest of the league figures him out, but... I think that even if they do, he's going to find his way into at least 25 home runs this season. It's going to be nice. He'll be the, he'll be the easy. Or he's already set the catcher record, correct, for home runs, uh, I believe. Yeah, had to with 23. Um, but either way, he's going to set multiple Astros offensive number records for catchers throughout his career because they've never really had a hitting catcher ever. Like, that's this good, at least power-wise. Uh, let's go to Jeremy Pena now, a guy that had a bad season last year, hit 10 of them in the regular season. I set his number higher, of course, than last year, but the in-between, the 22 in his rookie year to this 10, almost the in-between. I set it at 16 and a half that's a for good Jeremy number. Pena this year. What would you take? They I'm, need him to hit the over. There's, they, no, yes. there's no denying it. He needs to get back to hitting. His power in his bat is legit as well. He is a consistent 20-plus home run bat if he's hitting the ball in the air and not on the ground. I'm going to take the under, but just barely. Ooh, I think he's going to come that's real a close. bad thing for the Astros. I think he, I think he gets like 15 he's or 16. He's going to get almost 600 at bats. Yeah. And if he can't hit that over that, I'm, I'm worried. Andrew? I'm going to take the under as well, and oh, that God. really stinks. But what we saw from Jeremy Pena last year just does not inspire me with any level of confidence whatsoever that all of a sudden he's going to learn how to elevate the ball again. Yeah, You know what? I'm going to be optimistic. I'm not going to be like you haters. <laughs> I love Jeremy Pena. As Paul would say, how does he do it? Jeremy, Jeremy Pena today. Um, we can't do it like Paul. I could do, I'd do it better than Paul. Do it. Jeremy. No, no, do it. How? Like, oh. Actually get into it. Jeremy Pena. Nope. Better. That's way better. If I sat, 
down the hall. You want me to do it as loud as him? Yes. Oh, that's not better. I want you that's to do louder. it exactly how he does it. That's that's not better. That's just louder. I don't no, know that, that any better. human being should be that loud that ever. That is better. Jeremy Pena's betting today. Nope. That's how Paul does it. That's way better. Paul Gallant greater than Josh Pena. Not. That's not true. You're just saying that because you're mad at me. You know what? I'm going to take the over on 16 and a half home runs for uh, Jeremy Pena this year. Chaz McCormick. Had a breakout season for the Astros in 2023. He hit a career-high 22 of them. We're going to up his number just just a tad this year. 23-and-a-half, Chaz McCormick. I'm taking the over. Hmm. I'm taking the over on this. I feel good about Chaz this year. Andrew? Hmm. I think I'll go over as well. I can see him hitting 24, 25 home runs New this season. I'm going to take the under on Chaz. I think he settles around 18 to 20. I think you know, they'll find something. Maybe you know, just doesn't run into as many. Doesn't pull the ball as much this year. But eighteen to twenty is fine. I yeah. can live with eighteen to twenty all day and be fine every year. I just say I think you'll hit slightly under that number. Let's go to Kyle Tucker. Uh, he's been Mister Consistent the last three years. He's hit thirty, thirty, and twenty nine home runs for the Astros. Will this be the year that he gets even further? Will he hit thirty and a half over under? I'm taking the under. I'm going to take the under on this one. I I would love for him to hit the over, but I just don't. I just don't know. I don't know that he can. So I'm going to take the under. Andrew, I'm going to go with under as well. I, for whatever reason, I just I think that he'll have a really good season, but I, I don't think that he's going to get to 30 and a half. I think that he's going to be slightly under that number. I'm going to take the over, and I say he hits around 30. You're taking the over on every. Oh no, you took no, the I under didn't. on Jazz. My I bad. think he's going to hit around 35 this year. I think he takes a step forward. I think he has a better year. I think he has his best year of his career this year. I really do. Yeah. In this loaded lineup, I think he's going to be awesome. Uh, another guy that uh, needs to have a bounce-back season from last year is Jose Abreu. He hit a whopping 18 of them last year, which is actually way more. What, he didn't hit his first home run to, like, what, June? Yeah. Early or late May or something out in Oakland where he ran around the bases. He had, like, a bunch the, that were so rem- close. Remember when the baseball world got all pissed off that he slid into home plate? Oh, yeah. A bunch of babies. Because he was excited that he finally hit a freaking home run. Yeah, just a bunch of babies. We yeah. live in a world of softies. Yes. Soft-ass boys. Soft-ass boys. Which we'll have on Friday. I've already got some candidates for the week. Uh, oh, good. 17 and a half home runs for Jose Abreu in 2024. Man. Um, I'm going to take the over. I already I already predicted that he's going to have a small bounce back season. I'm going to take the over on this. I think he hit somewhere in like... I, I would guess somewhere around like the 19 to 22 range. Okay. Andrew? I'm going to go under, and that pains me to say this, but I think Jose Abreu's washed. And what we saw from him in the playoffs was whatever last little small renaissance, renaissance he could have in his career. I genuinely believe that Jose Abreu is going to be an albatross of a contract, and it is going to be miserable to watch him next season. I completely I think, agree. I think that's true. Sorry. But no, go ahead. Yeah. he's only hit under this one time in his career. The year before he became an Astro. Yes. I'm uh, I'm with Andrew. I'm taking the under here. I think he hits about 15. Y'all are ageist, man. I just think he hits about 15. I think maybe the batting average comes back. He sells out for more base hits and gets the batting average back up to like 250, 260. Yeah. But I, I just think he'll sell out for I – mean, That's if you go and talk to people, and I did, it heard this from a lot of people last year, uh, one of the concerns that they that they said that they had with him at the end of Chicago is that he was chasing the OPS number being super high and the batting average number being super high. That's why his batting his home run numbers the year went down. Yeah, because instead of trying to hit the ball hard 
and pull it. He was just trying to slap singles to right field to get on base. That's literally what he was doing. And to, to keep those numbers up because at his age, it's hard to get deals. If those numbers like are Like he ended lower. up getting because yeah. he duped Jeff Bagwell into it. Uh, he singled his way into Jeff Bagwell. He literally life. did. I'm yeah. not even kidding. That's, that's, that's interesting. That's the, that was like the thing that was going around. Is the White Sox did not love it. Um, Bregman, Alex Bregman. Now, his power numbers have been down over the last couple of years compared to the uh, big run he went on in 2018 and 2019. Last year, he hit 25. That was up from 2022, where I believe he hit 24 in that season, 23 in that season. So, since he's on a trend up, we'll set his number at 25 and a half in his contract year. I'm taking the under. Hmm. I'm going to take the under. I don't know that it's going to be very much under, but I'm taking the under. I don't know that he eclipses 25, though. I don't, yeah, I, 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 well, we'll let Andrew Yeah, don't, now. don't Andrew. spoil it. I'm going to go over. I think contract year Bregman gets to 30 this mm, season. Please? I'm going to take the under. I think he hits about 22. I think his power day is a big, big power behind him. I just don't think he's that player anymore. And I think it was also part of the juice baseball uh, portion of the sport. Uh, Jose out, and by the way, he hits like the shortest home runs in baseball. It's just going to keep getting worse. It just, it, it is. Mm-hmm. Um, Jose Altuve. 17 home runs in limited amount of time last year. Only 90 games, so he went power crazy when he played. Uh, I set his number for this season at 24.5. What would you take? I'm going to take the over on this one. I'm, I I still feel like Jose Altuve, is, he's got the power. He's still got the swing. I'm going to take the over on this because I feel pretty solid about it. If he's playing the majority of a season and he stays healthy, he's going to be able to hit over 25 home runs. Okay, Andrew? I'm going to go over as well, assuming that he stays healthy. If he doesn't stay healthy, then this is out the window. But Jose Altuve, I can easily see him going anywhere from 25 to 30 this season if he plays 140, 150 games. Yeah, I'm going to take the over just based off the health, too. If like, if he plays, he's at, he's going to default into 25 home yeah. runs. And if he plays all season long, he's hitting 30. He's just that. He actually is that powerful. And at the pull side, he's so good. Last one. The man that's the biggest question mark. Can he play an entire season to an extent? <laughs> Jordan Alvarez. His career high home runs came back in 2021, hit 35. The last couple of years he's hit, or excuse me, 33. Uh, career high came in 2022 when he hit 37. Last year hit 31. I set his number for this season at 33 and a half. I hate this. I'm taking the under. Oh, God. I think he sits right at 30 or 31. I don't. I. I want him. I just don't think he can stay healthy for a whole season. I don't think he can stay healthy long enough to be able to eclipse that. I hope I'm wrong, but I'm taking the under on this. Andrew, he's going over, and he's going over in a big way. He's going to get forty plus. This oh, I year. hope so. I. I am taking the over as well. And the, on top of this, put it down on my guarantee list Uh-oh. right now. Josh Beard, Jordan Alvarez breaks the franchise record for home runs oh in twenty twenty four. Forty seven is the number from Jeff Bagwell. I gotta put it He's on going your to one to five it. year guarantees. All right, so Jordan breaks the breaks the franchise record for home runs in a season in twenty twenty four. Okay, it's gonna All be right. great. It's gonna be an awesome year. So mark it down. It's going to happen. It's a Michael guarantee. There's your prop bets. You got a lot of one to five year guarantees that you're waiting on. Tomorrow we'll have. Hey, look, it's okay. We'll have. Uh, we got plenty of time to get there, Josh. I'm not trying to rush through this thing. We'll have uh, plenty more Astros questions and things. Oh, we didn't even. We'll do that. We could. I can ask you guys that later because we're six <laughs> days from pitchers and catchers. So yeah. You know how many number sixes you can reel off. Uh, time for Factor Cap, though, and that is next here on Connor and Beard. 
ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Here, your family. Look at our family now. Okay, Houston, time for you to play along with Michael, Josh, and Andrew on Factor Cap. Is this the real life? Is this just fantasy? Time for you to decide. It is time for you to decide, which, by the way, we didn't uh, mention it. As always, when we do Factor Cap, if you have questions that you would like to have read during Factor Cap, you can send them in, 713-780-3776 is the phone number to text them uh, or to call them in. And, of course, you can also uh, hit us on our YouTube page. YouTube, Head over to YouTube, search ESPN Houston, send them in the comments there or at twitch.tv slash ESPN 975. Jesus. But it is factor cap. What number were you trying to say? Ninety seven. Ninety seven five. Um if you like again, if you'd like to send them in via text, seven one three seven eight oh three seven seven six if you would like to add your factor cap questions. They can be about anything and we'll pick the best ones. Yes. Um let's go ahead and start this out. This is Factor Cap Big Game Edition. BGE, big game edition. Hmm. I was afraid that the NFL would come after me if I used the other terms. So we're doing big game edition for factor cap. One of my favorite things about the big game is, is all the fun, crazy prop bets that you see, especially stuff like the coin toss. Like, is yep. the coin toss going to be heads or tails? So that the Gatorade color, like yeah, the the coin toss ends up being one of the most anticipated moments. I feel like for a lot of people, uh, my favorite parties. is the um, the length of the national anthem. That one, I, I do love that one. Uh, so I want to start off with with a factor cap on one of those prop bets and, add, and and say the coin toss factor cap the coin toss will once again be the game's most anticipated moment. Cap, cap, cap. What do you think is going to be the most anticipated moment? Playing of the game. You think like uh, the start of the game? Most people. No, most people don't care as much about the game itself. Have you ever been to most Super Bowl parties? I have. Most Super Bowl and I'm parties. I'm not one of those people that sits and, I, or goes around and talks too much. I like to sit next to watch the game. This is your most anticipated moment. I mean, the large majority of people's most anticipated moment. Most anticipated moment for a lot of people will be cracking open their first adult beverage. That's you're not lying, but it's still a cap. <laughs> it's it's not true. That's uh, I think I agree with you. I think I'm going to say cap. I was saying that it's just not true. The commercials. Every every commercial break I think is more anticipated than than the thing than like the coin toss. Have you watched any of them yet? Uh, any of the what? Any of the commercials? Yeah. You can watch them now? Yeah, they're all on YouTube way ahead of time. No, I've never done that before. Oh, I don't want to do that. That'd, ruin it. You watched That'd ruin it for me. No, I haven't either. Why? Why would people to. do that? Don't do that, people. That's the worst. That's the worst thing I could have ever heard of. That's like when you're a kid and you find out what your Christmas present is before Christmas, and so it makes Christmas morning w- uh, like way worse for you. It's exciting whenever you find that video game in the, the top drawer of your dad's dresser and you take it out and you play it and beat it, but then when you open it on Christmas, you're a little bummed out that you already beat your video that game. That's stupid on your part. Never did it again after that. I, I learned my lesson. Uh, Andrew, what's your answer on this? Stop the cap. Terrible question, Josh. I know. Thank I just wanted, you. I just want to start off with this. Terrible one. question. So you're setting the bar incredibly low yeah. to start. So I guess... Even you could hop over this here. Okay, the reason I did this is because I wanted to spark discussion about all of the other prop bets. Thank you very much. I had an ulterior motive. Oh, okay. Well, no, the most anticipated moment is very obviously going to be whenever we get confirmation that Taylor Swift did or did not make the football game. Oh, that well, that is true. That is, that is absolutely true. I do have some Taylor Swift-oriented questions in here. Uh, next up, Brock Purdy is the most overrated quarterback in the NFC. 
Super That's Cap. Cap. Interesting. Totally Cap. That I didn't think why. you were going to say that. The crown now belongs to Dak Prescott. Really? After what he did against okay. the Packers, it's his turn to take that throne. I actually have a different choice for this. I'm also going to say Cap. I was saying that it's just not true. It's Cap. I think a lot of people have questions about Dak Prescott, and they have continued to have questions about Dak Prescott. The one person who was everybody's golden child and did not have a great season, I'm going with Jalen Hurts. I think Jalen Hurts is the most overrated quarterback in the NFC. Just because of the level of expectation versus his level of production, I, I think like he's overrated. It was more about the team than anything else. I mean, he wasn't good. He, was he wasn't good. Up, I just he wasn't like good. The, the team, like I, feel, I don't know. Dak Prescott was more in now regular season, but he was more successful than Jalen Hurts was, but his level of expectation was lower. Jalen Hurts is the most overrated quarterback in the NFC as That's of right just now. A Cowboys fan hating the Eagles. No, I think Dak Prescott's up there. That's all that is. I, I would put Dak Prescott above Brock Purdy too, but it would those two guys would be above Brock Purdy in the most overrated conversation. Andrew, your answer. And that's facts. I say this purely as a hater. At this point, I, I, I don't think I'm. I don't think that anyone can deny that Brock Purdy is a good quarterback, a, at least a good NFL quarterback, because you don't have the level of success that he's had without being at least a pretty decent NFL quarterback. I, I'm sorry. I understand that the 49ers are an incredibly loaded and talented roster, but even with that, we've seen other quarterbacks fail to have the level of success and fail to put up the numbers that Brock Purdy has put up with the Niners. And what he did in the second half of that game against the Lions was legitimately impressive. The way that he attacked them both on the ground with his legs as well as some of the throws he made. That being said, I'm a hater because I feel like he is the luckiest quarterback that has ever graced God's green earth. The amount of throws that he makes that somehow defenders just have them bounce off face masks, arms, hands it is unbelievable how he just throws the ball up with some sort of vibe and sends up a prayer and then all of a sudden it either falls in the hands of his receiver or falls incomplete because the defender dropped it is just mind-numbing to me but that being said i'm acting like a hater so i I say that he's the most overrated knowing fully that he probably isn't i'd rather win with vibes andrew but i don't i don't blame you hating on him he really is one of the luckiest quarterbacks i've ever seen it's kind of wild um all right next question Factor cap, this is Travis Kelsey's last hurrah. Travis Kelsey is going to retire if the Chiefs win the Super Bowl. I'm going to say cap. cap. I think that there's a little bit of talk about it out there just so he can get one more big paycheck, one that he probably is more deserving of because he's not had it. You think in everything is just a uh, a Kelsey family smokescreen. We've seen this story too often, though. Aaron Donald's done this on multiple occasions. Now, look, he is older in his career, and it would not be like the biggest shock in the world if he did walk away. He's like 49 years old. He's not that old. He's like 34, 35. He's but 62 he's years old. he's always taken way under market. I think they give him like another one or two year deal. He plays another year or two and then calls it quick. Oh, he's 34. He was born in 1989. Oh, that is no. very poignant. No. Born in 1989. Uh, I I think this is fact. I think if they win another Super Bowl, Travis <laughs> Kelsey's going to retire, and he's going to ride off into the sunset with his boothing. And he's just going to follow Taylor around the world. Why not, dude? Take your take your Super Bowls. Go follow your sweetheart around the world. It'd be awesome. I'm sure she'll want him there all the time. Andrew Factor Cap. It's a fact. I think that Travis Kelsey has already established himself as the greatest tight end in NFL history, and. Because of that, and that that's almost a consensus, I'd say, with most NFL analysts and observers at this point, I don't know what much more there is for him to prove. And this was the first season that we really saw the wear and tear of the everyday part of the regular season of the NFL really seem to grind on him. And I think that with the fact that he has nothing less left to prove, if they win this game, 
And, you know, he has another phenomenal showing, just like he has basically every round of the playoffs thus far. I, I really do think that he just hangs it up and goes out on a high. He's got a couple of big milestones still ahead of him if he does stay. He is uh, – now, look, it feels like a lot, but this is the exact number he had this year. He's 93 catches away from 1,000. And he's a little bit less than – or a little bit less than 700 yards away from 12,000. Oh, man. And he's one touchdown away from 75. I don't feel as good about my cat, uh, about my back now. But, I, look, I, I think Andrew made a lot of really good points, so I'm going to stick with it. Um, I had a couple of questions from the text line. We'll, we'll just go ahead and say this one. I think we're all going to say fact to it anyway. All fact, no cap here. Taylor Swift will make it to the game. I think that, that's going to be fact. She'll do everything in her power to make it. I think she makes it. But this one is a better you question. You can send those in, by the way, 713-780-3776. And just send them in and whenever you want. Anytime you think of a fact or cap question, send Send it in, and I'll add it. But this one is great. Uh, so 7162 asks, or says, Factor Cap, Travis Kelsey will re- will propose to Taylor Swift after the game if the Chiefs win. I'm going to say Cap. I think that it's just not true. It's Cap. You don't take that risk being in front of cameras with her. If you, tru- gonna, if you truly think this is all a guys and all for show, your answer should immediately be fact. No, I just don't think you take that. I, even him, I don't think you take that risk. I think this is 100%. percent forcing her to say yes, and then like three weeks later, we get the people.com story. We're the like, pub- oh, they, they've split up because he, he embarrassed her. The popularity and publicity of both of those moments would be too good to pass up. I'm going to say fact on this for sure. I'm not going to say well, fact because fact. I think this is all a ruse and for ratings and for publicity. I'm going to say fact because this is true love, and there is no better moment than to show your true love. You heard the exchange between them. He said, I love you so much. And she said things that would make me blush afterwards. Okay. He is going to propose to that woman, 1989 for life. As soon as the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, he's going to get on one knee and we're going to, all the Swifties of the world are going to lose their minds. It's going to be one of the greatest moments in pop culture history, Michael. I'm not going to be on the internet to see it. It's a damn shame. It's going to be on the TV for you. Andrew, your answer? That's cap. Oh. Totally cap. That means lie. This is not for me to say that I don't think they do get married. If this was solely a Travis Kelsey's going to propose to Taylor Swift at some point in the next six months, I probably would say yes. But I don't think it happens after the game. There are just too many variables, too many things that could go wrong. And because of that, I will say that it does not happen after the Super Bowl. I, I have been on the field for a post-Worlds, post-championship uh, proposal. Really? It happened. About, oh yeah, it happened about three feet away from me, and I had no idea because my back was turned. And all of a sudden, I turn around and I because somebody bumped into me when I heard this. Ah! Yeah. It was Carlos. Yeah, asking Daniela to marry him. See, yeah, see and then that's I saw awesome. the rock, and I go, "Oh my, oh my god!" god. Travis, see, Travis Kelsey feels like that goofy, like uh, corny, cheesy, love-struck millennial. I proposed to my wife after my basic training graduation with everybody out there on the field. I dropped down on a knee and proposed to her, and I then somehow, I got in trouble for I it. I somehow got mine to not know that it was going to happen with it totally being obvious that it was going to happen one day. And I'll tell you, that's, it's, it's a little long. <laughs> I'll take it during the break. Uh, it's Connor and Beard, ESPN 97.5, 92.5. That is Factor Cap. If you still like to send in your questions, do that. 713-780-3776. We can get to some of those in the uh, last segment of the show. Uh, but when we come back, there's a GM out there. It's keeping receipts. I'll tell you about that in a couple of moments. ESPN 97.5.com. I'm hungry. The Krusty Krab Pizza is the pizza absolutely. (sighs) 
You're back in the Veritex Community Bank Studios with two dudes just slogging through life with no direction or motivation. Just like you, it's Connor and Beard. We are not slogging. We're just thriving. And we've got plenty to thrive with for the rest of the show. Uh, Coming up at the top of the hour, guess what, guys? My next favorite thing from mock drafts. Well, you're just going to have to wait and find out what it is at 2 o'clock. Your next favorite thing from mock drafts? Yeah, after mock drafts, my next favorite yeah, it's thing. It's your next favorite thing? Yeah. Right. It's going to be maybe awesome. Like, maybe like vacations in uh, at a beach? I don't like I'm not a beach guy. Oh, you yeah, you more you like more countryside. Vacations in Italy? Yeah, that'd be good. Is that number two? Colorado. Colorado? There I love the go. mountains. I like that. Big, 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 you big, like big, landscapes. Big mountain fan. Yeah. yeah. I'd live in the mountains if I could. Um, the Lions GM, Brad Holmes. Lions had a great year, right? Uh very NFC Championship game. Oh, yeah. First time uh, in the playoffs in 32 years. Yeah. Jared Goff was good. Bunch of good rookies. Bunch of good things for the future. They keep Ben Johnson. They keep Aaron Glenn. They keep the, the, the group together. They're coming back in 2024. On top of that, Dan Campbell kicked Josh's ass. It was awesome. Great he did year. not, and he won't. Yeah, it was a great year. No. Well, he did a press conference uh, yesterday with the Lions media, and he decided that it was time to pull out some receipts on the Lions media members that were in attendance. When you look back at those picks, and those picks were not welcomed by many in this room. You know, Dave, you want us to pick a quarterback. You didn't want us to pick Panay Sewell. You know, people didn't want us to wait till the fourth round to draft a wide receiver. People didn't want to wait on a Derek Barnes to develop. But every single move was intentional and was made with intention. Back in 2021, we did not have multiple ones. We did not have multiple twos. We did not have four picks in the first 100, you know. Now, we did have that, and we used those wisely. You guys didn't agree, but we used those picks wisely. But we didn't have – we had one extra pick in 2021. We had a comp third. That was Ify Melifonu. Carlos, I know you said that that was a miss. Like, that's cool and all, but, like, here's my problem. You just came off a great season. Yeah. Why are you worried about it? They're the media. They're going to do stuff. We're all going to say stuff. We're all going to, like, we're all going to crap on you for this. We have a pin. It, it just, it's so odd to me. I, I guess I'm not there in their situation to know. Like, maybe it's constant chirping. Now, look, they've been an organization, been down in the dumpster forever, and they just get crapped on left and right, I'm sure, and maybe it's a little bit different, but... Like is that is that really is that really bothering you that much? It's it's a little it's a little wild. I get it. I I like from, I get the impulse. I get the impulse to want to pull the receipts and try to go back and say, "Well, you said this, but this guy did this." The problem is, is like that you get into a real dangerous glass house situation if you do that. So yeah, people are going to question fourth round picks because by and large, most people like us in the media don't know anything or don't know enough about a fourth round pick. But like, let's not forget the fact that Le- Levi Awunzariki was your second round pick. Let's not forget the fact that Ayla McNeil was one of your third round picks as well. How great have those guys panned out? Like you go back to the 2022 draft as well. You got Josh Pascal, Kirby Joseph, James Mitchell, Malcolm Rodriguez. Like some of those guys have been okay for them, but by and large, for the most part, just a bunch of nobodies, uh, people that haven't really done much. What has Jamison Williams done for them? He has a first-round pick. He's been suspended and hurt, and that's not really – a lot of that's not in their power. But they have hits and they have misses. 
so just like the media sometimes has hits and they have misses. So don't get mad at them whenever don't to get mad at us. Whenever we call things wrong, whenever you're the expert, I, there's one thing I've always heard: never punch down, always punch up. Mm-hmm. Punching down, like that's what he's doing. He's punching down on these media members. There's almost no world where anybody. I would never look at any of these coaches and say I know more than you. I just I'm going off of my own feeling and my own gut, and you're hey. probably right. I'm probably wrong, but it's our job to do this and to like talk about it and create conversation and conjecture, right? And to your point. I think that anytime you get into that argument of who's right and who's wrong, you diminish what your team has done. Our job is to get you into that argument because then we get more sound bites. We get more content from it. That's what our world is. Our world is content for people to listen to, right? His world is winning football games. So who cares what we say at the end of the day? And this just kind of sullies the success that they had. A little I bit. mean, so he keeps going here, uh, being big on accountability. I'm big on accountability. You know, and um, I think y'all would expect me to be accountable when I'm up here. Uh, when, when things don't go right, you would expect me to be accountable. And I am, I, I feel I'm a very accountable person. I think um, when you heard so much negativity about our draft, and then when I said, look, wait till they start playing football, it'll be appreciative. When they started playing football and people started giving them credit, the negativity kind of just everybody forgot about it. Nobody, you know, I, I give I give probably two people credit in this room that said, you know what, I was wrong. I was wrong. And I and I appreciate that and I respected that. I mean it's he's it's, right there. Yeah. At yeah. the end of the day, like if one of the Houston GMs wanted to go up there and do it to certain media members, I probably wouldn't be too mad. No, no, I wouldn't be mad. I just I, I just don't if I were in his position, I'm trying to put myself in his position. I'm not mad that he did it. I'm not upset. It just feels I weird. Just wouldn't yeah, do it. Just, it just feels, feels weird. Off. I'm like he's right uh, the timing on it. It's yeah. just like Huh? Like yeah. today? Like I, I get February fifth? I get the imp- Yeah, I get the impulse. It just feels very like a late flag in a game where you're like, Why did you just now decide that that was a penalty, right? I don't I don't hate it. But I don't super love it. I will say he's right on the accountability part. Like if you're if you're going to say these things, especially the way we do it, right? It's not we're not uh, we're not big J journalists that are trying to actually report. Hey, I'm on big stuff, J right? gets baby. We are. I'm, I'm an Astros insider. We're, what are you talking about? We're, we're just a couple a couple of chodes trying to slogging through no, life, right? I'm an Astros That's all insider. We are. We're I'm, just we're I'm just part doing of the that. BBWA, no, baby. No, you're not. I got a Hall of Fame vote. Nope, never, never again. Not I'm not going to believe that. Um. It makes sense for us to be held. I'll say when I'm wrong. If I'm wrong on a guy, I'm wrong. I get it. And and I think he's right about that. If you're going to be ultra negative as a media member, I've for, historically up to up to the season have been very negative about Nick Casario. And what have we said about him so far in the, in the back half of the season? Hey, we were wrong. He made some really good moves. He has turned it around. He is not the guy we thought he was. There is an accountability aspect to this. If you're wrong, you're wrong. Admit it. And I think a lot of guys in the media in a lot of guys and, and girls in the media industry in general in sports media are so afraid to admit when they're wrong or say when they're wrong because it ruins their credibility. Yeah, uh, I think I'm it wrong. does the exact opposite. I'm trying to think of any big wrong takes I've had recently. I've had I've had multiple we have them all the time, man. We I know they just they, you forget about them. There's, I don't know. Yeah, we and we we talk so there's this is no different. Doing this and doing the med, sports media job is no different than going and sitting and chopping it up with your friends on a couch. And drinking, like, and you just people say dumb stuff all the time. Yeah, dog. All we be doing is chopping here on the show. 
chop, 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 chop. Be straight chopping. Chop, what did we say? Our chopping motion was. Oh yeah, chop. We can't do the. We can't do like the chief's chop, but we can do like a ham, like a yeah, axe chop. We're just chopping. It's as simple as it gets. Uh, so, congrats to Brad Holmes on uh, pulling the receipts there yesterday for the uh, press conference there in Detroit. We'll kick off the final hour of Connor and Beard in a couple of moments, and when we do that, we'll tell you about ESPN redrafting the 2023 draft. You're going to absolutely hate. The outcome for the Texans. We'll talk about that next. But right now, I want to tell you about where you need to get in on the action this weekend for the big game. MyBookie.ag right now is the place to go. I'm pulling it up on my computer at this very moment, getting into my account at MyBookie.ag, where you can head over to the sports book. You can get live betting, casino, live casino, all of it there at MyBookie.ag and so many uh, options for the big game this weekend. Hey, maybe you're thinking about the basketball team tonight in Houston playing on the road eight and a half point dog right now mybookie.ag we'll get in on the action by getting over there and maybe you're new to the mybookie.ag world you put in the promo code bet975 match deposit bonus right there waiting for you to get yourself going uh maybe you have an account there already well just go ahead and re-up for the big game this weekend because well they have a whole tab that i'm looking at of stuff for of course, the big game this weekend at mybookie.ag. They got basketball, hockey, soccer, tennis, esports, table tennis, you name it. They've got odds on it over at mybookie.ag. Make this big weekend as big and as exciting as it gets for you when it comes to watching it over at mybookie.ag. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere, only with mybookie. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Dude, totally. Hey,